It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. It is California Wine Country brought to you by Bottle Barn, of course. Dan Berger's here and our guest today, the return of Dan Barwick, the winemaker at the great Trichini Winery. Uh, both Dan's, good to see you both, and Mr. Barwick. Uh, it's a great story. Uh, and let me just read from TrichiniWinery.com. In 1981, Dan Barwick, a, Barwick, a native of England, took his, took his first wine job in the wine department of Harrods in London. That's where I want to begin, and that's where we talked last time you were in, because it's so fascinating to me. I mean... The wine department of Harrods in London. Yep. That's one of the most amazing places I've ever been. Really? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you've got to describe Harrods for our audience to really appreciate <laughs> oh, okay. it. Harrods is... It's the Walmart of England, isn't it? It's Well, it's, big, it's <laughs> bigger than any Walmart I ever saw. Yeah. I, I, I don't talk about it, like Dan. that comparison. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's a uh, um, six-acre, I believe, um, store. That's the footprint, and there are six floors... Um, and I, a department store with very, very, very exclusive high-end merchandise. And on the ground floor, there's probably uh, an acre which is uh, called the food halls. And I, at 19 years age, I ended up in the food halls and um, ended up working in the meat department. I was a butcher in a previous life. Um, <laughs> That's right, yeah. And... Um, Worked with, uh, worked, and then en- ended up going through a management uh, training program, and, and ended up working in all the different departments within the food hall. And one of which was, uh, I'm going to say, it's in was in 1983, was a, a big um, showcase they had called the Taste of France, or France as we called it back there. <laughs> and uh, there was a six-week uh, um, display of all the things French. Um, and my job was in the wine department, and over those six weeks, we probably hosted 600 different wineries or chateaus or, or vineyards <laughs> wow. throughout the store. And my job was they had seven, six or seven different places they were tasting wine throughout the store. And my job was to make sure that each of those uh, pouring or tasting sites had the right wine at the right temperature, the right glassware, and they had all their paraphernalia. So I was running around like a mad hatter. But when I stopped to find out if all of the, the they had everything that was needed for their tasting to begin, they would obviously pour me they pour me a taste or two of their wines, and I had sometimes I had ten different wineries that I would so I'm <laughs> I, I I shouldn't really say this but I reckon I was young and fit and had a good metabolism I was probably a bottle down by lunchtime. <laughs> There was no spitting in those. Days. No spitting. No <laughs> he spitting. is Dan Barwick, and uh, he's the winemaker at Trichini, our guest today on California Wine Country. Uh, your bio says uh, you hopscotched around the wine world for nine years after this Herod uh, a gig, and first at Matanzas Creek Winery here in Sonoma County yeah. in Bennett Valley, and Great then experience. Ferrari Carano. Yep. And uh, so many other places, including the Great Paradise Ridge. Yeah, now, that's uh, where you first started working with Trichini, right? Trichini, yes. So, yeah, that's uh, my first real winemaking gig was at Paradise Ridge, which is an extraordinary oh. place. He made some 
Wonderful wines. Oh, some great programs. One of the greatest views and places in Sonoma County yeah, and certainly yeah. Santa Rosa. It was, a, it was a good life, as they say. Yeah. And uh, I met John Vicini, or, um, and uh, he and I started up the Trocini brand together. And uh, that was uh, in 1999. So that's, there's, a, there's a number there. It's they have wonderful vineyards. Years. They have great uh, vision for uh, fine wine. And the reason I say it's 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 in my in my DNA. If it doesn't have good acidity, it's not very good wine. And their all their wines get terrific acidity. And that's one of the reasons that Trichini wines really are on my radar because they're they're focused on good acidity, and that's what your whole life has been, Dan. It is. It's uh, it is. It's all about the acid. Yeah. And uh, I've been saying it a long time that once you get a taste for that acid and you have that vibrance on the palate, especially when you have food. Um, and conversation in the game, then that wine shines. And you know, uh, it reminds me when I was in college at Michigan State, and they wanted to throw me out. I said, "Hey, it's all about the acid." <laughs> <laughs> and it had nothing to do with wine. Not exactly but, what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> now uh, Dan brings the cellar wine in most weeks, and this one is spectacular, and it's a 2007 Merlot. Yeah. From Toomey. I happen to be working on a very, very important article on the resurrection of Merlot. And I and love I, Merlot. And I, I just adore Merlot. And it's gotten so many bad vibes for people over the years. The movie Sideways kind of killed it, and yeah. there were other things. But as the time has gone by, people ignored the fact that this stuff does age. And so I went back in the cellar, and I found a, a 2007 Toomey. T T W O M E Y from the Napa Valley, and they they really have really wonderful Merlot fruit. And I said, wait a minute, I didn't put this in the cellar for an, by accident. I was here for a reason, so I pulled it out and I thought, hey, this is going to be well. It's turned out to be absolutely phenomenal. It's wine. incredible. It's an amazing wine. Yeah, and it's still got plenty of age left. It's got time left the, to go. Well, it's in not the that bottle, but the, the secret to this is thirteen six alcohol, and that. that when you start to get 14.5, 14.8 alcohol, it shortens the life of the wine. Yeah. The higher alcohols are tasty when they're younger, but boy, I'll tell you what, you want an aging, aging wine, go for the lower alcohols, they, they will age. And this one shows it. The, the wine is aged well. The cork, not so much. The cork didn't, didn't make it so well. Yeah, we, we pulled it out. It came, came out. It's all, it's all gone. Messed up. <laughs> In pieces. But In pieces, not, but yeah. it's all gone. But the nice part about this is it's still got the fruit. It's still got up up front. It's very vibrant, and the acid's still there. I, if, if there's anything left after the show tonight, I'm going to go home and drink it with my dinner. <laughs> it's lovely. Yeah, it's good stuff. Agreed. Did you taste it, dude? I did. Lovely, absolutely. Yeah. And then the, that that acidity and the low alcohol go hand in hand, yeah. and that's harvesting the fruit when it's not too ripe. And the only way to really do that. Um, is to be in the vineyard and and have a balanced vineyard, so that you can go and and pick uh, that fruit when it's not green. Um, so somewhere between not green and and very ripe is where we you'd troll to pick this fruit. It, it's it's tricky because the winemakers on the horns of a dilemma. They want to make the wine so tasty when it comes out in the market that it will sell, but they also want to have the ability to age it. So you have both things going on at the same time. The winemakers juggling. Two different balls at the same time. You have to have your boots in the vineyard to be able to produce a wine 
or have good people have their boots in the vineyard yeah. so that they can tell you or you know when to pick that fruit. Um, and I believe that the, the, the green harvest, which is uh, when we, we would drop fruit at about 90%, when 90% of the fruit has gone through verasion, which is the, the, the term used for the, when the, the grapes are all green and then they, they turn red, when 90% of that fruit has turned red, you can s- the green fruit shines out. If you go into the vineyard and you drop that green fruit, you bring that whole vineyard back into balance and it will enable you to harvest fruit just like this Merlot. Wow. Um, and, and, you know, the amount of sugar relates to the amount of alcohol. He is Dan Barwick, uh, winemaker at Trichini Wines, and they do such great stuff. Speaking of doing great stuff, I must... Uh, Announced that Justin Verlander unanimously won the AL Cy Young Award. No Again, surprise there. Not a surprise. No. And I love Justin Verlander, even though he left my Detroit Tigers and went to the Astros. But, uh, <laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, he had an amazing year. <laughs> what so. a what a career so far. Oh, incredible. Uh, again. Our guest is Dan Barwick, winemaker at Trichini. It's California Wine Country, brought to you by Bottle Barn. Dan, uh, what have you brought here? Well, I haven't bought any uh, California wines. I bought Trichini has a, another uh, series of wines that come from Italy. Or yes, well, and part we of call world. it California Wine Country, but we drink <laughs> wines <laughs> we drink from it. all over the world. We do. <laughs> but we shouldn't. <laughs> yes, we should. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, about, Dan. You'll have to leave now. Yeah. Talk about the Trichini Italian wines and how, how that all came about. Well, this is well, this is uh, John Vicini, who is Italian, and uh, he wanted to bring in a line of of, 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 of wines that were similarly uh, matched to the wines that we've been making here. Sure. So very food friendly, lower alcohol. Again, bringing that acidity mm. into the into the play. And uh, I bought... Is that a Vermentino? It's a Vermentino from Sardinia, um, 2020. And uh, it is really rather delicious. It's Vermentino, a white wine. It's a white Italy, wine. Italy, uh, yeah. And I love Vermentinos. Very crisp, bright, mm. refreshing. Uh, Oyster wine. Exactly. With... Uh, you could serve it with a lot of different kinds of seafood. Uh, oysters better. Oh uh, man, this is right. Loads of acidity in this. What it's not. It's still succulent and, and acid at the same time. It's got everything. It's got uh, what I call tension. So there's that balance between. To some people, there may be too much acid, but no. to those that not that, for that, me. That, <laughs> that to those that are used to that wine and and and. and expect a wine to have that level of acidity it has tension between what the alcohol the residual sugar there's a tiny bit of residual sugar and um, i think that's what makes a wine very special in delivering that minerality too mm-hmm. which i think is man uh, that's good very special. that's delicious and 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 the, the trichinis are selling this using their own name on the label they're selling it at their own tasting room in downtown santa rosa which is a really interesting <laughs> situation yeah. You go into downtown, if you're in the middle of downtown Santa Rosa and you're yeah. not thinking there are any tasting yeah. rooms around, hey, it's right there. <laughs> the tasting room is at 684 7th Street, Santa Rosa, and uh, they're open Friday, Saturday, Sunday for tasting, but if you'd like to just buy some wines, you can walk in and, and pick them up. And uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a, as you say, a, a, a darling little spot in downtown yeah. Santa Rosa. And, of course, I'm sure Trutini wines are available 
at our sponsor, Bottle Barn, without question. Absolutely, yeah. all of these wines. Uh, yeah, and in fact, the Trucini California line <clears throat> is some of the best uh, value uh, white wines, red wines that you've tasted in years and years. The reason is they own their own vineyards, and they're all right here in the Santa Rosa area, right up the, up the freeway. In fact, you can see the sign right on the side of the road there. For our listeners who are wondering, where is that tasting room in downtown Santa Rosa? Because I've never seen it. It's on the corner of 7th and Humboldt, so you have to go up a block or two right. from Santa Rosa Avenue to hit it. And it just is on the cusp of a neighborhood. Yeah, it's a pretty little tasting room. It's cute. And, and uh, they have lots of little gadgets, <laughs> gigaws or something that they're selling in there as well. But yeah. the wines, really, the wine is what you want. <laughs> you want to focus on that. Yeah. And uh, so you can taste these Italian wines and also the, the, the California. That's quite range a lineup they have to. at the tasting room, by the way. They have everything. They've got reds and whites from Italy, and then they got reds and whites from California, and, and a rose. A rose. We, we make a, a rose. We're actually sold out of the 2021. 2022 will be bottled here in a week or so, so it'll be available uh, before the holiday, before Christmas. And before everybody jumps in their car and starts to drive <laughs> to the corner of 7th and Humboldt, reservations are appreciated. I'd imagine so. Yes. yes. <laughs> I do my best. That's it. It's really a wonderful lineup of wines. I was, I, I've been so impressed. And, and you, recently, Dan, you received a whole bunch of medals at most recent wine competitions. There are uh, at least two competitions I know of where you got several gold medals. Mm. Really good stuff. I, I, I don't always know what's going on on that front. You but, don't have to worry uh, about it. I, it's I nice. follow it. It's, it's, it, it is nice to <laughs> be uh, appreciated and, and being shown uh, that uh, these wines are Then why solid. are you wearing all those gold medals around your neck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a wall of them. <laughs> now, as far as the Trecini Italian wines, uh, it's, tell us how that works. I mean, they're not made in Italy, right? You can, they are made. They're they made are in, made. They're in made Italy. and bottled uh, in Italy. Oh, um, and the first time I really see them, although I've, I've, I've had conversations about uh, exactly what we're talking about, acidity, lower alcohol, I think is very important. But another very important thing, I think, that keeps these wines tight is the amount of dissolved oxygen, which is sort right. of in the wine, keeps them vibrant and fresh for a long time. And that was really a, a big player. It's my only influence I've really had on, on these wines. that well, I, I think you and John are on the same wavelength when it comes to style. And yeah. that's important because uh, he's looking for producers in Italy that really understand the style of wine that will be available here and the consumers will appreciate, as opposed to something that's got just personality with no uh, reward uh, at the end. Uh, I've tasted a lot of wines in the last few years that are higher alcohol, they're richer, they're oilier, they're, they've got more, they don't have personality as much as they have oomph. And I don't want oomph in my wine. I want delicacy, I want something that goes with food. We're talking about picking at the riper level, really. Yeah. The acidity tends to drop at the riper level. So I, I have a, a saying or a thought that, uh, that, that the, the best wines are harvested at lower. The, 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 the riper the fruit gets, the less sense of place that wine will display and varietal character as well. So the riper it gets, it becomes much more homogenized as a wine as opposed to distinctly varietal. This wine, the, uh, uh, 
the wine that you're that you're serving comes from Sardinia. Can you talk a little bit about what sort of uh, personality Sardinian wines typically have? Uh, yeah, I guess here we go. Um, oh. Yeah, they, it is. It's a very hot, rocky place, Sardinia, and um, these the vines are grown in in very sparse soil. This one is actually uh, calciferous, so chalky, um, and uh, they pick the, the 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 fruit. There are no big, fat, rich wines in in well, very no, few. No, they're, they're they're harvested earlier uh, because of the of the heat. Yeah. And and the vines are also um, they're vinifera, but they, the the rootstocks are different than the, the rootstock that we have here. So they are used to this intense heat. In fact, one of the things that's happening with as as the climate in California warms, is there's a serious sort of threat to being able to make the same wines we're making now, and it will be the rootstock that will be the saviour of, of enabling us to grow fruit with the same balance that we can now and exploring as time hot go- places as time Portugal. goes by and climate climate heats up we're going to need a completely different strategy and the rootstock will be so the hot countries Portugal Spain Sardinia Italy there are the rootstocks that we don't have here and they may be just planted ancient for, on their own the, the vines may be planted on their own uh, um clones or varietals so there's, there's a lot of, of, of vineyards there that have survived and have been very hot arid places and we will be now I think the world of wine and, and viticulture is looking to those places to find out what rootstock they are so that the, the, we can grow similar balanced fruit it is California wine country on this Wednesday drive brought to you by Bottle Barn. Dan Berger, of course, here. And Dan Barwick, the winemaker at the great Trichini Wines. Before we get into this, uh, what do you call it? Dessert wine? Yeah. Okay. Moscato. Oh, Moscato. I'm familiar with Moscato. Uh, I want to talk a bit about John Vincini and... Uh, I mean, literally, in, on the website it says his fondest memory is from the age of six walking with his grandfather through the plush fields of vines in Tuscany. That's a cool story. It is, and he, he, he spent time with his, uh, uh, I think it was his grandfather or his uncles, and they were making wine in the, in the cellars, the domestic wine. And, so he was born and, was... and raised in Tuscany or near Tuscany? Yeah, yeah. Very cool. <coughs> He, he still has a very thick Italian accent, and Italian is his uh, first language. And so... And second. <laughs> How did he get over here, and when did he get over here? Uh, I think it was a boat. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't swim. Okay, fine. And uh, uh, it's got to be in the 60s, I think. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. Wow. And he had—he already had family here. Uh, he's, he had an uncle, Tony Vicini, who was a, a big player in um, real estate in Santa, in Santa Rosa, oh, really? and a, a real character, a great man. In fact, I, I spent some great times with him. All right, talk about this Moscato. Well, you have before brought. we talk oh, about the ahead. Moscato, I want to go back to the Vermentino because we told folks it's from Sardinia. But for our geographically challenged folks, I'd like you to be more specific as to the area of Italy that that wine is from. 
Uh, it's in the Sardinia is in the Mediterranean Sea, um, which is if you look at the the, the 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 map of Europe or the world, and you look at the, where Europe is, Italy sticks out like a thumb or a boot or a boot. In fact, it looks like a boot into go. the Mediterranean Sea. Thank you for that anatomical correction. Um, and Sardinia is to the left of Italy. In fact, there's a, there's a, there's a whole pile of islands there that uh, um, make great wines. In fact, I think and really the sort of the secret of, of people, people are always exploring to find new wines and new tastes. And those little islands in the Mediterranean are what people are really finding some very special um, wines now. And... Uh, <laughs> Dan, do you want to talk about Sardinia for a second here? It's really mm. off the beaten path. If you ever get there, I, I was there luckily enough. I took a cruise and we stopped at, in Sardinia. It, it's really way off the beaten path. And it's not a tourist mecca in any way, shape, or form. It's it's pretty pretty rocky. It's pretty uh, barren. But uh, beautiful, cute little cities, mm-hmm. uh, quaint uh, local uh, cuisines, uh, a lot of fun to visit because the people are really in love with life. They just have such a personality; it's amazing. And I, I end up, we only spent eight hours on the on the island, so but it left quite an impression on you. Uh, I just adored. It. I just I thought to myself, if I had plenty of money, I'd be, I'd be having a, a, a summer home here. This would be a fabulous. lot of people uh, are leaving the the modern world and moving to these islands in Sardinia. So. So it used to be sort of a, a writer's, in the sort of 50s, yeah. 60s, a writer's right. getaway to contemplate. Exactly, yeah. And a lot of contemplation going on in Sardinia, I believe. Mm. <laughs> All right, well, let's contemplate this second wine now. Oh, so Moscato. Now, this is, uh, as Dan called it, a des- dessert wine. But oh. uh, e- explain what Moscato is all about. Moscato is an aromatic white grape that, uh, very aromatic. Um, oh, that comes in very many different guises from dry, but but it's very often uh, a wine that is presented in a sweeter style. And it's all about the balance, and the balance is between the sugar and the acid. And the secret to this is the acidity. I mean, there's plenty of sugar here, but that's not the point. The point of this wine is how much structure there is. Mm. I mean, you can imagine how this would go with various kinds of foods. The bird. Oh, my... This would be. I think this would be appreciated by Aunt Gladys at Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah and it, uh, you know, it's called the dessert wine, but it's certainly not just for dessert. It's in it, no question. It's not too sweet. If, if you think. can make if you can make cranberry sauce at home, homemade cranberry sauce with a little bit of orange peel in it, and perhaps a little bit of say walnuts, toasted walnuts to throw in, this wine would be absolutely ideal with it. It's killer. Flavors, yeah, and it, and the flavors go on and on and on. It's like one tiny little sip. Now there's very little out. Al- What's the alcohol in this? It's virtually nothing. Let me this is really delicious. Stuff. He's still you looking for the, the alcohol. The printing's <laughs> a little small there on that little <laughs> it's, bottle. It's, it's a small bottle. Therefore, yeah. small printing. It says five percent. Five percent. There you go. There you go. <clears throat> 
I'm not sure I can believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's an Italian 5%. That's a, yes, really 5.2. Which is 50% the for Americans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it, I was thinking it's going to be more like 10%. Well, but it's possible, it, but five percent is fine with me. I mean, look, yeah. this is at the end of dinner, or in the, toward the end of dinner, when you're s- simply eating that cranberry sauce, and you want something to go with it. This is really killer well, stuff. Well, it may be why Aunt Gladys enjoys it so much. She can drink a lot of it. Mm. Yes, man, wonderful wine. Be it really prepared, is. Gladys. It really is. Around. It's definitely sweet, though. You definitely, you know, if you're not into sweet wines, you might not enjoy this, but if you are, you will. Oh, wow. And I'm not yeah. into sweet wines, but this. It is. It's got good balance. I like a lot. Vibrancy. Oh, balance. this is delicious. Yeah. And it's also got a lot of... <laughs> it has a lot of dissolved CO2 in it, too, so it's slightly effervescent. I noted that as I was swirling it around my I think it's, it's a, I think it's a delicious little wine yeah. to have on a Thanksgiving table, yeah. That if, especially for people that don't want to necessarily aren't really wine drinkers. I was going to say, if this you're not is, a wine drinker, you would enjoy this. Is, this. this is your baby. Yeah. Martini right and Rossi makes uh, Asti Spumanti. That's good. It's reliable. It's consistent. It has really good character from the region of Piemonte. It has all that dissolved CO2. This is, in my opinion, much better than Martini and Rossi. But Martini and Rossi is available wherever you go. You can look anywhere. You can go to Jackson, Mississippi and find it. So. In the gas station. Too. Yeah, right. In the gas station. <laughs> On one of the pumps. That's right. <laughs> uh, this is uh, Dan Barwick, winemaker at Trichini Winery. TrichiniWinery.com. You can get the, all their great wines there. You can get them at Bottle Barn and uh, many other locations and. Uh, Including their tasting room in downtown Santa Rosa. Yeah, that's right. On 7th Street. On 7th Street Street and Humboldt. Humboldt. Oliver's also carries a wine, and and Safeway has been uh, a great supporter for uh, Trishini. And uh, particularly during the the, the harsher times he had during COVID, uh, Safeway was uh, a savior for um, Trishini wines. Good, uh, good. You've been with them for... A while now, haven't you? Um, since 1999, I read over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> you go to the website to figure that out, Dan? I, I, uh, he had to look at the website I have on my computer to see how long he'd been there. But. <laughs> you know, I, I, at this point, I think there's more I've forgotten than I'm going to learn. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, TrichiniWinery.com. Check them out. Um Dan, more thoughts on Fricini. Um Well, if you go to the tasting room, which is, as we know, in downtown, you'll probably be served by John's wife, Kathy or, or Kathleen. Um, so it's a, it's a very small what operation. A delight, a very what a delightful lady she is. Yes. She's such a wonderful person. <laughs> and she, has a, she also is a very knowledgeable about wine. Oh, yeah. And so uh, you're, there's really only room probably for half a dozen people or maybe more. So... Having that reservation is very important, but uh, very it'll be. You, it's not often that you're served wine by the owner and one of the winery. The, one of the great laboratory retrievers on the planet is in the tasting room to greet you. Yeah, they they <laughs> love animals. There's Labrador retrievers. That one. Yeah, I, you, I think you said laboratory retrievers. <laughs> well, I wasn't quite sure where you were going. With he's there. officially <laughs> on the website listed as the greeter. His name is Knox. Knox. Right. Yeah. 
Beautiful and it dog. Is beautiful animal, very, very placid and friendly. Oh, labs are wonderful. There's also, does, do they have the parrot there? They also have a, a, a parrot in the tasting <laughs> true. room that will greet you. Well, that's why you can only seat eight. The dog and the parrot are taking up <laughs> That's right. And, and the, the parrot talks quite freely. Does it have an accent? That's a good question. He's, it has a parrot accent. Goes, Hello. <laughs> as soon as you walk through the door, you get yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> Dan Barwick, winemaker at Trichini Winery, trichiniwinery.com. Dan Barwick, thank you. Great to see you again, sir. Wonderful to be here.